Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everybody, welcome to the latest episode of All Too Real 2. You look yeah. My name is Michael Lee and with me as always via Zoom today is... Is Matthew, um, feminists are taking away our comic book and superhero characters and they're trying to emasculate us and... That proves how much of a masculine male I am that I'm complaining about cartoons and comic book characters because that's what traditional masculine men do is that they cry over toys and comic books. What? Haas. Um, Is that French? No, it's German. Oh, okay. That was all. That was all one word, by the way. Oh, okay. um, Just checking. Yeah. Yes. G- German words kind of go on for a while. Uh, yes, they do. I guess I've, I've heard that before. I don't know what that means. Yeah. Anyways, so um, <laughs> Ikaisa Mikael. Anyways, so um, the uh, so uh, today on the show, as kind of alluded to in Matt's name, um. We are covering the new Netflix television series, um, the animated series Masters of the Universe Revelation, um, created and uh, showrun by Kevin Smith, um, written by a lot of great writers. Um, it's, uh, it's a continuation of the uh, 80s filmation show but done in a more adult way. Um, we're going to like talk here about our feelings of the show, plus the uh, very strange, in my opinion, toxic fandom reaction to this show. Which just continues the whole idea of toxic fandom, which I think is what's basically destroying genre, you know, (laughs) television and movies and video games and everything, you know, it's just like (laughs) comic books, whatever have you, you know, it's like people just can't be happy. 
or you know or just go on with their lives and not like something and but they feel the need to condemn and basically threaten the lives of people that are involved in these things um so yep. uh yep which i do not get um i mean for example like i do not like the big bang theory have i gone online and threatened chuck Lorre's life <laughs> no i don't know that's what i know of no <laughs> i mean there is that one day that i no i'm joking no i haven't um <laughs> the uh it's it's just so uh, frustrating to see the hate that people have for these uh, for these things that they think it's like oh no it ruined my childhood <laughs> no it didn't you're an adult you already lived your fucking childhood <laughs> exactly see that's what I don't understand about that phrase. It's like you, you've already experienced your childhood, so how, how could something that already happened get ruined? It makes no logical sense in the time space continuum theory that we live in, you know? <laughs> like I mean, nobody's taken away your love of He Man or Star Wars or what have you when you were a eight year old child or whatever, you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Now that you're a it's, now, now that you're in your late thirties or forties or whatever and you think that, oh, it ruined everything. No. Yeah, I have a lot to say about that later on. About yeah. how, I mean, because a lot of this, I mean, just just as a quick thing, really, yeah. a lot of this is political, and um, it, it might not seem like it because we're talking about toys and comic, but uh, there's there's a there's a, I mean, you know this. There, there's a huge segment of our population that's extremely reactionary to anything that comes with when it comes to change, revolution, or progress, and mm-hmm. this, is just, this is just one example of it. I mean, there's, I mean, like, there's all kinds of subsets of society, that's a hard subset of society, um, that engage in this kind of, like, and you could just tell by the way these people talk, they, you, you could, you could hear the fear in their voice, really hear the fear, God, okay, whatever, you could see the fear in their faces, you can hear it in their words, like, these people yeah. are terrified, I mean, like, they, I mean, they, you almost feel a little bit empathy, empathy for them, but then not really because once they start talking, they they just make you so angry because they're so full of shit. But like these people, they probably live every moment of their life in just utter terror that like they're gonna be replaced for some reason, and they just like they're just like it's almost like watching a person with a blindfold on just running around, bumping in the trees and still you know, because they don't know what I mean. Like they like. And they, anything that can, is a potential threat to them, I mean, in their minds at least. Um, so and it's like, you know, like I, I have people that I've grown up with who, you know, who are like this where, you know, it's quite sad, you know, that they can't enjoy anything because it's like they, they it's, oh, it's the feminist agenda. It, it's the gay agenda. It's the black agenda. And it's like, dude, like your life must be so miserable. I mean, like I almost feel it's- sorry for you. Like, like you can't just enjoy anything because everything is a conspiracy against you. I mean, like, man, like that must be a hard life. Like, you know. it is. Um, 
Now back to Masters here for a second, um, or for a little bit here. Um, what was your initial reaction to it watching it? Uh, I, you know, since I'm, you know, a, a cuck liberal or whatever that you know phrase they'll say, you know, I actually enjoyed it because, in the words of the great Abed Nadir from Community, I think I just like liking things. I was just I'm thinking a, that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I just like liking things, which I know makes me a terrible, evil, liberal person who, you know, is, is terrible and wants to destroy Western civilization because I I enjoy stuff. It's, I know it's bad in, in this day and age to, to be happy. I know. I get it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, you know, I mean, for me personally, maybe I am kind of a weird audience because I really wasn't a fan of He-Man back in the day. That was kind of... That was more my brother's thing because he was older than me, and that was kind yeah. of his. So I was like probably five years too early to really get in, you know, to watch that kind of thing. And yeah, I mean, uh, it, it, it was kind of more. I mean, because I'm a little older than you, so it was more me, <laughs> me and your brother, yeah. me and your brother's like you know age range. Um, yeah, you're pretty much like I think you're just like one year older than my brother. Or yeah, like so, so yeah, that that makes sense. Yeah. I mean. When I was a kid, yeah. it, when I was a kid, it was all about Star Wars, He-Man, GI Joe, Transformers, and Thundercats. You know, that's mm-hmm. that was the loves of my life. You know, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so yeah, yeah, I liked it. Yeah, but I don't. I I'm a, I have a kind of a biased opinion because I don't have that. Like I could like here's the thing. Okay, so like I do think. <clears throat> excuse me. I do think that there is a. Like, if someone has a genuine, again, keyword, a genuine um, gripe with a show or a book or whatever, okay, that's that's fine. And, like, so I don't have – to me, so I, don't, I, I didn't come in with any expectations, what I'm trying to say. Um, I, you know, like, I wasn't a huge fan of He-Man, Skeletor, didn't really care. So, like, what I was watching on the screen – wasn't like a huge shock like oh i can't believe they did that you know that's that like i totally wasn't like, so i was coming at it from just like oh okay here's this cool new show it's supposed to be kind of a a sequel to you know masters of the universe you know that should be interesting so you know i didn't have that reaction of like what i you know like some people who are you know fans of the original who may have been somewhat disappointed and again i, I think it, i think it's okay to be genuinely disappointed about something without turning it into like a men's rights issue and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, you can, I mean, there are plenty of movies, TV shows, books, video games, whatever that people dislike, but they don't go online and create a YouTube channel just to, you know, downgrade the whole thing. Like certain people do. I'm not, I'm, I personally, I mean, if you want to, Matt, you can, but I'm not going to name any of these people because I don't want to give them any spotlight. I right. I watched a lot of these videos, and I don't want to put anybody else through that torture. <laughs> yeah, um, me too. I, I mean, if you want to go seek them out yourself, you can. I'm sure that they come up. I mean, if, if you're a fan of this stuff, they're going to come up in your algorithm on YouTube or whatever. Oh, because yeah. I mean, no. all, all, I mean, they uh, that's like all I'm getting as suggestions on YouTube just because I watched one of these videos. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> also insane, also man. because I, I'm a fan of Kevin Smith. So his name is in the title of a bunch of these things. So the algorithm is giving me any video that's associated with Kevin Smith. 
So <laughs> good or bad, yeah. but um, good or bad, yeah, yeah. exactly. Jesus Christ, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I saw, I watched a few, not not a lot, but I did watch a few, and <clears throat> you're right. I mean, like that's the other. I mean, sorry. I'll save the political commentary for later because <laughs> I can keep going into. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll go into that in a little bit because I've got I've got some stuff here to say that mm-hmm. I'll um that is why I think this is dangerous. Um, okay, so uh, I'm not gonna like break down every episode. I think we should just kind of you know break down the whole story because it's kind of like one big movie. Um, yeah. m- maybe not even break it down, but just basically give our our reaction to it. Um. Because, uh, okay, first off, I think the, uh, my thoughts on this, um, as a review, because I want to get more into the toxic thing uh, after this, you know, and I don't want to spend a lot of time reviewing the show. I mean, I know this is a review episode and this is what we normally do, but, you know, <laughs> that's just me personally. <laughs> um, I, uh, I think the animation in the show that was done by Powerhouse Animation was just beautiful. It's some of the best animation I've seen on a 2D animated show ever, you know? So, um, and see, that's the other thing, too, talking about 2D and stuff. Okay, so, these people that are pissed off and think, oh, He-Man's ruined forever. Um, there's another show that Netflix is releasing very soon that's a, (laughs) that's produced by other people. That is another continuity of He-Man that has nothing to do with this show. (laughs) That is a that is a a, a CGI three D um, animated uh, show, which is more about He Man and kind of like a, a reboot of the series altogether, as opposed to a continuation, which this is kind of a continuation of the nineteen eighties filmation show that people grew up on. Um, so if if you're not happy with this, just it, it's like uh, it's like I was listening to a a uh, episode of uh, Fat Man Beyond, which is Kevin Smith's podcast, one of his podcasts, where they were talking about this stuff. And um, Griffin Newman, who voices Orko, was on there, and he said, he says, yeah, you know, it's like He Man is like a bus, you know, just wait a couple minutes and there'll be another one coming along. <laughs> you know, so it's just like you don't, you know, the the. The, it's never really left the zeitgeist. You've had other versions of the show. You know, you had the movie back in the 80s, too. You know, it's just, there's, there's, if you, if you're not, if you don't like this, He-Man, go back and watch your original. Nobody came, <laughs> I know I'm going off again, nobody came into your house and burned your DVDs <laughs> of the Filmation version. Right, but Mike, <laughs> if, you, if you made a positive video about something you like on youtube you're only going to get like two thousand views max i know but if you if you talk about something that you hate you're going to get at least a hundred thou yeah so of course you know you're going to find the version of he-man that you hate yeah. and then make a whole commentary about that because that's your bread and butter and i know this is you, this you is kind award. of funny coming from us because we watch bad movies and talk about them and TV shows and stuff, but yes, but, well, but we do it in a loving. We, we, we do it in a loving way, and we never come yeah. off and say. I mean, mind you, we did have a running gag, and we do sometimes about Larry the Cable Guy. Um, <laughs> I've never threatened his life though. 
and I've never come out and like personally attacked him. I've attacked his art. You know what I mean? I don't know about his personal views on life and everything. I mean, I just know his stand up, you know, and and his acting. I've attacked I've attacked that. And so I mean, I guess I am kind of guilty of this shit, you know, but it's not like I don't think that's really toxic in a way, you know what I mean? It's it's more in a in a tongue in cheek kind of funny way that we do things. Um, yeah, I mean, if, if, if people, di- like, if people disagree with that, let us know. I don't care. You know what I mean? It, it is what it is. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, I've said things in the past that I regret. I said, you know, and I, but you know, I am who I am and I'm not going to take back what I said, you know? Um, I mean, if, if, if it hurts somebody, yes, I will, you know, apologize and stuff, but I can't change the past much like a cartoon can't change the past. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And can't destroy your childhood. Um, the uh, so basically, okay. The, the the premise of this show starts out <clears throat> in in a in a way like the old uh, the old filmation series, where we have uh, a uh, an instance where Tila is becoming the new man at arms, like which is a she's being knighted as that. Um, we have a, a situation where. Skeletor is invading um, Castle Grayskull <clears throat> under disguise. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm going, going through this really fast here, but um, basically, this is how we start things. Um, it, it ends up where underneath Castle Grayskull, there is this, like, area of, like, magic, I guess you should say that people have wanted to get to, and uh, Skeletor, that's basically the main reason that he's been wanting to get control of Castle Grayskull for all these years. Um, what basically, I mean, what did you get from this? Like, what, what's happening here, Matt? Um, so, yeah, he, he, he said something along the lines of... Um, you know what's what's beneath the castle is really what where the power lies, not so much like the trappings of power or whatever. And yeah, there's like this uh, magic. Uh, was it like a, some kind of magical orb or something? I forgot what what it is. Yeah, he's trying to he's trying to basically get to the source of of the magic, where you know where it comes from, like Eternium or Eternia, whatever it's called. Um, yeah, it's it's like the source of all the magic in the in in Eternia <laughs> and in the universe. And so yeah, he's um, he's kind of changed his uh, his goals a little bit, it's like because from the past it was he he's kind of thinking somewhat small until he realized you know what what he's really after is just pretty much just all magic basically. Um, and he uh, Adam, who's who's you know becomes he man when he takes the sword. Um, He's actually at the ceremony uh, for Tila, but then he gets uh, a calling um, that uh, from um, I forgot what's her name. She's like the guardian of the, the sorceress. Uh, yeah, she she calls out to him, so he has to ditch the ceremony and um, to go fight as as He Man, and nobody knows that um, he's He Man um, except for a few people and. So they just think he just ditched it or something like that. Um, and then they, they call out, say, oh, you know, uh, 
Castle Grayskull is under attack. It needs needs defending, so they cut the ceremony short, just do make it real fast, and then they, she, you know, Tila joins joins the fight, and she doesn't know that Adam is He-Man either. And um, again, since I didn't really watch this as a kid or not, I don't really know the lore too much or whatever. But yeah. I did find this this one scene interesting. <clears throat> that why had they never th- thought of this before or okay so like when he takes the sword right and he says by the power of Grayskull then he becomes He-Man yeah okay well at one point they're like why don't you just say the same thing as He-Man and I'm like has he never thought of that ever like I mean, it seems like a very I, obvious thing to think of like <laughs> I don't remember in the original series if that was ever brought up probably not because it was not like you know because basically but what this is with this is like he i think it's it might have been something that he was afraid to do because of the fact that he didn't know what was going to happen um yeah exactly i don't know you know it's it's hard to say but yeah it's it's so 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 basically when he does that the uh the power sword the the sword of power it, it gets cut into two and he dies So, and so does Skeletor, seemingly. So in the first episode of the show, we've killed off our two main characters. Hmm. <laughs> Which I can understand is why people got pissed, who whatever. Oh, you killed off the men. Now it's the Tila, <laughs> now it's the Tila show. Exactly, that's But the thing is, it's, it's not, the original series was called He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. This show right. is called Masters of the Universe Revelation. It's not, it's not called He-Man. <laughs> exactly. And plus two. Okay, okay so they know this, ep- this season is going to be ten episodes long. So they know, well, I would think they know, but maybe some of them are just not that bright. But like, I think some of them know that they're full of shits and they just do it for views. But some of them might be that stupid that they just don't know. Yeah. That like. Yes, they're going to bring them back. Like, come on. Like, you're not going to have a 10-episode season um, where everybody knows these two main characters, but they're just like, oh, that's it. That's it for them. Come on. Like, like even from a bar... Okay, well, my point is, nobody has... Even, even if their arguments are right, which they're not, but let's just say for argument's sake that there was a feminist agenda or whatever... Guess what? There's also a capitalist agenda, and capitalism always trumps any other agenda there is. So they're not going to like lose all this money just to promote the Tila show. Uh, come on. Yeah, I like, mean, I mean, the thing like, is, is people are going to buy. I mean, they made plenty of Skeletor and He-Man toys for this show. I work at a I work at a retail store that sells these, and we have tons of these. I mean, I'm thinking of buying some because they're cool. But um, yeah. <laughs> but they have plenty of toys for for all of the Masters of the Universe characters, not just Tila, not just her friend Adra. Or, or, what's her name? Uh, uh, it's um. Oh shoot, Adron? Ad- Adra no. or something? I think yeah. But anyways, they, it's yeah, not just I those. They, they don't just have those two. They've got you know toys for everything. Um, no. They and, just got the and there's there's, there's also another got... series too. If you really want, there's the there's the uh, there's the uh, He-Man Origins or, or whatever Masters of the Universe Origins uh, um, line of toys that are inspired by the original toys that they had in the eighties. No, 
See, you that's, can, that's you can buy those. I don't want <clears throat> just my stuff. I don't want the other stuff to exist alongside it. See, that's the real argument right here. Okay. Yeah. That is a real argument, actually. I'm joking, but that literally is the argument. Oh, so I know it is. They, they can have their own part of the sandbox. They just don't want anyone else to have part of their sandbox, is what it is. They want the whole sandbox. That's what it is. Um, they, they, they can dance around that all they want and try to say, oh, no, it's because... Of... No, that's not it. It's They don't want anyone encroaching upon their, their little castle, pun intended. Um, they got to guard it with their toys and their comic books. And their, and, and their He-Man toys that they buried in their backyard and don't know where they are anymore. Exactly. Oh, wait, that was just, that was just me. Anyway, so... Um, no, no, I think my brother did that, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> I actually know a lot of people growing yeah. up that used to bury toys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, I, I used to do this thing where I would have these big battles. I, I didn't care what, you know, toys I used. I all, it doesn't matter what size they are or anything like that, but I had, like, you know, like... The He-Man guys fighting the G.I. Joes and, you know, and the Star Wars guys. And, like, I, I just make my own little teams, like, make, you know, because, you know, when you're a kid, you can have this thing called imagination. Um, and anyways, um, <laughs> you can play and create whatever you want with them. Um, the, uh, so, so I, I would have these big, big battles in my backyard. I would, and then, um, when some of them would die, I would actually have funerals for the guys and bury them. <laughs> cool <laughs> so yeah i love and, it anyways um so then i mean there's there's probably like star wars and gi joe guys and he-man guys in my dad's backyard now to this day so anyways so um the the um anyways uh so um you want to take a quick break here matt and we'll come back and we'll talk about the rest of the uh like plot of the show and then some other stuff too yeah okay we'll be right back What is Gen X? What is the silent generation? What do generations have in common? Hi, I'm Trish the Dish from the Gen X Voice Podcast, and I invite you to listen to conversations I have with folks from different generations, backgrounds, beliefs, and experiences in an attempt to see what connects rather than divides us. Even though Gen X has been called slackers, Karens, or not mentioned at all in some cases, we are the bridge generation, so I feel compelled to do my part to destroy ageism by bringing all these voices together. And, as a bonus, each guest gets to answer some 80s questions at the end of each show. So download and listen to Gen X Voice today on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And let's see how much we have in common after all. Hi, this is Catherine, host of a new fashion podcast, The Real Fashion School Dropout. Join me as I interview guests every week in the fashion and beauty space and we gossip on all things fashion and beauty and even get into some personal stories of their journey in the industry. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Hope to see you there. By the power of Grayskull. 
Oh, we're back. Okay, anyway, so... Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, anyways, um, so, so the basic premise of the show um, is to... The, the power sword is now in two pieces. One part is in, um, is in uh, Preternia. Um, and the other part is in, uh, oh, what the, what the heck was the, uh, basically one's in heaven, one's in hell. <laughs> it's like, probably like sub, 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 that's right. That's what it is. Subternia. Yeah, yeah. I just blanked on it. I was yeah. like, yeah, subternia is like basically hell. Preternia is heaven. So, yeah. um, and, uh, the basic premise of this is, is, uh, we, we find out that. Um, magic is kind of dying on Eternia and in the universe in general. And uh, so Tila and her friend um, decide to uh, take up the, uh, the 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 journey to reunite these things. With the help of Evil Lynn, actually, of all people. Mm-hmm. So, um, and Beast Man. So, so it's, it's good guys and bad guys working together on their, on their journey, <clears throat> which is, uh, you know, a tried old, you know, tried and true um, storytelling device that we've had since, you know, the beginning of time. Yeah. It's, it's much like the, the fellowship of the rings, you know, or fellowship of the ring going to, you know, you know, drop the ring in Mordor, you know, (laughs) in Lord of the Rings, you know what I mean? So, yeah, it's kind of the same sort of premise. Um, so you've got, you've got your, uh, your your uh, unlikely group of people. They go off and they find uh they find uh Duncan, aka Man at Arms, to join them as well. But he doesn't want to join them. Um they end up having uh They're joined by Orko, who is dying because of pot of magic dying. Um we've also got uh Roboto. <laughs> yeah. Interestingly voiced by Justin Long. <laughs> who hosts one of my one of my favorite uh podcasts, Life is Short with Justin yeah. Long. I love um, that guy. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, the, the, the voice cast on this show is amazing. So while this is going on, we also have this like uh this uh faction of like basically because uh skeletor's gone triclops comes up and uh takes uh takes the mantle of like this new kind of like almost like cult leader of these people that are all about like um like electronic type stuff and you know they're they're the the server verse or something they call it yeah that's right trust the the server or something like that yeah um, yeah, and, and Triclops is brilliantly voiced by Henry Rollins. 
Oh wow! Yeah, of they're all like anti-magic. Yeah. yeah, they're like the whole magic has actually made us worse. We need technology, you know, type mm-hmm. of thing or whatever. And like they actually like make people drink this weird, like, liquid that probably has like nanotechnology, I guess. And then I'm guessing, and then like they literally become like part machine. Yeah, and. By the way, uh, I, I speaking of the the voice cast, I just wanted to go through this voice cast right now just to show people who 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 we're listening to here because this is a great voice cast. You got Chris Wood as Prince Adam, aka He Man. Chris Wood, who you know is Monel from uh, Super Supergirl. Um, Mark Hamill was Skeletor. Hmm. Um, Leon Cunningham from uh, Game of Thrones is Duncan, aka Man in Arms. Sarah Michelle Geller is Tila. We've got Lena Hetty from uh, Game of Thrones and and uh, Three Hundred and uh, the uh, um, Terminator Sarah Connor Chronicles as as Evil Lynn. Um, Dietrich Bader from uh, people know from uh, Drew Carey Show and a bunch of other things as King Randor and Trapjaw. You got Alicia Silverstone. As Queen Marlena, you got Stephen Root from uh, Office Space and News Radio, and a bunch of other things. As Cringer, <laughs> you have uh, Griffin Newman, who uh, played Arthur on the uh, Tick TV show on Amazon, as Orko, and in my opinion, the best performance in the whole show, bar none. Um, Susan Eisenberg as uh, sor- the Sorceress of Castle Grayskull. You've got Kevin Michael Richardson, who's like done every cartoon ever as beast man you got kevin conroy aka batman as uh, merman you got henry rollins as triclops you got jason muse as stinkor you got <laughs> alan oppenheimer as moss man alan oppenheimer was the original voice of skeletor and did a bunch of other voices on the original series um justin long as Roboto, as i said um you got tony todd A.K.A. the Candyman as Scareglow. Uh, you got Phil Lamar as Hero. Cree Summer as the Priestess. Um, Harley Quinn Smith, A.K.A. Kevin Smith's daughter, as uh, um, Elena. You've got Tiffany Smith as Adra. No relation to Kevin Smith. Dennis Haysburst as King Grayskull. You got Adam Griffith as Vicor. And Jay Tavari as Wondar, which we see for the first time in animated. Anyway, so um, so, <clears throat> but that's that's not enough. It doesn't matter because you know the whole show is terrible. It, it's you know who cares if hundreds of people put in so much you know hard work into it, and you know a guy on YouTube says it's no good. So I I gotta listen to him. You know. Yep. Nobody uh. Nobody spend any time thinking about this, you know. Mm-hmm. But but the animation's good, so that's okay, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it makes it makes a fan out of me, which again is someone who doesn't really, I don't really even watch cartoons that much as an adult. Just don't I don't I don't yeah. even watch anime. It just it's not my thing. So I'm sitting there watching this. I'm liking it. I'm like, okay, well that's that's interesting. If they can grab my attention, then that yeah pretty good writing and, and animation to really get me, you know, interested into it. 
I mean, is it, it is, is it the best storytelling ever? No. But it's great. You know what I mean? It's not like, it's not, it's not, you know, I, I'm just saying that, you know, it's like, it's not like uh, the greatest written thing ever, but it's, it's written greatly, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? I'm just saying that, you know, it's, yeah, you know, yeah. there's nothing it's like, there's, there's nothing majorly groundbreaking here when it comes to storytelling, but it's a good, compelling story is my, you know. Because uh, I mean, like I said, it's a, it's a it's a similar tried and true sort of you know, the hero's journey sort of thing, you know. So you know something we've seen in yeah. in Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings and Star Wars and everything before it, you know. So yeah, and there's some really good lines in there too that are like almost like little nuggets of wisdom, like that you wouldn't really expect. Like I, I mean, I was like especially like. There's like this sort of unlikely friendship between Evelyn and Orko, which is really interesting, and yeah. um, and also too. So like when they're on the they're on the ship, and uh, Orko's talking to um, Andra, and he he tells her, you know, she's like, oh well, you know, this is great, you know, get to be on an adventure or whatever. And then he he said, you know, well, you know, you, you should get a journal and write this stuff down because I've been on hundreds of adventures you know, with these people and you'd be surprised of what you forget, you know. Um, so, you know, to really write stuff down if you want to remember it, because you might just totally and, forget. Like, And it's also moment. it's also a very good that, that that whole thing is a good commentary on the fact that, OK, Orko is depressed and it's talking about mm-hmm. the thing, you know, things that we don't necessarily always think about. One of the major effects of depression is memory loss. Yeah. So a lot of times when people are depressed, they forget things. So, you know, yeah, whether they're good or bad things. So, you know, it's basically in, I mean, I, like I said, I think Griffin's performance there as Orko is just brilliant. I don't know yeah. what it is, but he just makes you love that character that was very divisive back in the day. He was kind of the uh, he was kind of the Jar Jar Binks of He Man back in the day. You know what I mean? Like he, oh, okay. like people, people either loved or hated him. I he was always one of my favorites. But and and it's really interesting too. If, if you get a chance, listen to that Fat Man Beyond um, episode, people, um, with him in it because he talks about the fact that how he created the voice because he had to the original voice was actually uh, Lou Scheimer, who was the uh, one of the creators and producers of the original series. Um, he went under a pseudonym to voice certain characters because it saved money. He So he didn't have to pay anybody. And he <laughs> was the voice of Orko. But the way he did it was similar to how they do like, um, like Elvin and the Chipmunks and stuff where they ran it through some, uh, some processing to make his voice pitched up and higher. <clears throat> but the thing with Griffin, yeah, yeah, no, I know you- yeah, but Griffin does that voice without doing any processing. Oh, geez, that's his. That that's that, that's, that's amazing. He's, a, he's able to do that voice. So yeah, so that's amazing. Speaking of the chipmunk thing, so this is kind of off topic, but um, someone took a, like, one of their songs or no, like one of their albums, mm-hmm. and they they slowed it down. And it just sounds like some weird, like, like in not even indie just like a like a 
almost like stoner rock, like, <laughs> like or, or like some weird, either just some weird shit you would like hear at like a like a punk, mm-hmm. you know, concert hall in like the late seventies, like back when, back yeah. when punk rock was just so, like when anything could be punk rock, like there was no set style yeah. back then, like just anyone who was weird enough could just be like considered punk rock at that time. So like you, I totally just like imagine these guys playing at like CBGBs in, like late seventies, like at like <laughs> one in the morning like, and to play like you know, all the time. But anyway, yeah, that just reminded me of that. So anyways, in the show we've got like, um, we, we, we've got all these great actors in it and everything. So what, what happens is we've got, we've got them going on their journey um, they end up going to Subternia, um, where uh, they end up having to like face their biggest fears and stuff. They they link up uh, Evil Lynn and Orko in this like he's back on his on his on his home uh, home planet, and uh, they're fighting off this big like uh, kind of like smoke monster sort of thing almost. <laughs> yeah. Again, um, and they, uh, so, so they have to fight together and Evil Lynn, you know, admits like, yeah, Evil Lynn wasn't always her name. It was just Lynn, you know, so, <laughs> and, yeah. and that's the, that's the thing he wants to call her Lynn, you know, he just basically wants to call her Lynn cause he, you know, doesn't think she's always evil, you know? Yeah. And, uh, which is true. It kind of proves that she's, she ends up caring about Orko and, they save each other's lives and stuff like that. And they're, and they're a little thing. Um, we have a, we have a beast man and Adra fighting off. Um, and, and I think Roboto too fighting off, uh, some like weird, like creatures in this, in this, in this realm. And we also have, uh, Tila fighting He-Man um, because that's like one of her biggest fears is fighting him. Um, but then she doesn't give in to that thing because basically what it is is Scareglow, who was never on the show originally. This is the first time we've seen Scareglow. He was a he was a toy made. Like there, there's several toys that were never on the show. Like Stinkor, this is his first appearance on here too. Um, I still have, by the way, a Stinkor. In the original packaging from back then, so which is a really weird. Okay, so I bought the toy <laughs> when I was a kid for my cousin for his birthday, and then for some reason we never gave it to him. And I found it years later wrapped in my closet. Oh wow! Yeah, and so I was wondering what it was. I opened it up and it was a <laughs> brand new Stinkor. <laughs> That might be worth something. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I looked it up. He's not really worth much, but um, oh, but like I'm, still gonna, I'm, I'm still going to keep him because he's cool and he's. I left him in the yeah. packaging. Um, yeah, and, and, and the toy actually smelled too, which is interesting too. And I never had it, but I remember when I was a kid, other people having it. So, um, the uh, oh, I think you're saying yeah. Um, but but anyway, so we get we got uh, got that, and so like Scareglow was basically kind of this like joke of a toy that glue in the dark you know like they, they made a toy that that would glow in the dark just to try to sell it you know because it was i mean the, the, the whole the whole idea of masters of the universe was just a it, it was 
to sell toys. You know, I mean, that's all it is. You know, it was originally a toy, you know, it was originally toys. There was then, like, the story, that's the, that's the other thing. The story of He-Man has changed so many times over the years. For people to get upset about this is just ridiculous. But <laughs> we'll get into that yeah. a little bit later um, after our next break. Um, but the, uh, so basically we, we've got, we've got Scareglow for the first time here and he, he was voiced by Tony Todd really brilliantly. I mean, I think it was like very, very cool. Um, he, uh, it, it basically after they do that, they, they end up escaping into a, a door that takes them into, uh, into, uh, Preternia, but through the process, Orko ends up having to sacrifice his life to do so. So they get they all get there into uh, into Preternia, and in Preternia you see a lot of cool things that we've never seen before. Um, like th- they have these different play sets that we had as a kid appear in there for the first time. They were never in the original series. <laughs> so so this is basically a love letter to the fans, and I don't understand why they're so pissed. So um. <laughs> Well, you do, and I do know. Yeah, no. <laughs> but um, but but yeah, but but um, they've uh, you see different characters, but the one that's really interesting is okay. There's a character called Wondar. Have you ever heard the history of Wondar? No. Okay, so supposedly, and this has never been proven, there was a male, a a, a male like Malin you know, send away for a, for a He-Man figure. And then people got it. And it was like a dark haired He-Man. And it was supposedly through wonder bread that you could get it. Hmm. And so, um, which was never proven. There's, there's, there's actually a, an interesting, um, look up a specter creative. It's a interesting YouTube channel by this guy that used to, used to run, um, the He-Man, um, line at, at uh at Mattel back in like the he, he did the uh He Man um I think it was like Classics line which was um mm-hmm. a really cool collector's line that they had in the in the like two thousands. Um he uh he talks about the history of Wondar and it's it's really in depth and everything and more than I can give. But basically it's it was proven that it was never a Malaway thing, but there were there was a character, it looked just like He Man except for he had dark hair. And he didn't have the uh, the chest plate. He had a different chest plate that was actually from another character. Like it was kind of like a what they call a kit bashing, where you take different characters and put them together, like yeah. parts from different characters. And basically, that was sent away. It, it was a, it was a Malaway um, character, but supposedly everybody thought it was from Wonder Bread, but it was actually from some other Malaway thing where you sent in like things and you could get that character. But he never appeared on the show and everything, and he never had a name. It was just a character that you could send away for. It didn't come with a packaging or anything. Um, and so fans ended up naming him Wondar because of Wonder Bread. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, then the Classics line, they ended up making a Wondar, which was, you know, a toy for him finally. And then... Uh, now this is the first time he's ever appeared in a in cartoon form, which is pretty cool. So he was up there. There's all these different uh, like past heroes of Grayskull, and they all 
are up there in their like uh you know hero form but adam chose to go up there into preternia as adam and not as he-man which kind of shows his heart you know basically that he identifies more as being adam than he does as being he-man right and so um So he's in that that place is called the Hall of Heroes. Um, the heroes end up mourning Orko's death there, and uh, oh yeah, by the way, back when they were in uh, in Subternia, they got the one half of the uh, power sword. So they get the other oh. half. Yeah, yeah, they, they get the other half. Um, that's why uh, Orko ended up uh, you know sacrificing himself so they could get that. They end up getting the other half, and they need to try to. Uh, um, forge them together into one sword. And they're able to do this. Um, Roboto ends up dying in the process. He he has memories of... Because uh, he was, um, I guess, built by Duncan. So he has Duncan's memories so he can forge swords and everything. So he... Uh, he ends up uh, dying in the process of forging the sword in this uh, tower that, I mean, it, it's... And then there's, like, a way to go back to Eternia through the through through this tower. And I, I kind of didn't understand that completely. Did you? Yeah, no, nah, not... <clears throat> not really. But anyway, um, yeah. Because my whole thing was, well, if you could get there from Subternia, why couldn't you just go back through the door that you came in from? But yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't think they could. I think it was like a one-way door or something. Oh, I um, see. Yeah. yeah, but uh, so so they they went to the they went to I- Eternia, um, and Adam Adam chooses to go back. But one of the things is the sp- step stipulation is that he can never come back to uh preternia so he could stay there and basically be in heaven the rest of his life and he'd be okay um but he decides to go back and fight which in my opinion makes him a heroic character no he's he's just a a liberal cuck so you know yeah anyways um so he does that um they go back um and once they're back, they realize um, he's a, he's trying to he ends up raising the the sword, saying by the power of Gray Skull and all that, and then he ends up getting stabbed by Skeletor who comes out of nowhere. Um, yeah, he came out of um, yeah, Evelyn's like yeah. Thing. We find out it was out of Evelyn's staff. Um, he was hiding in there. He ends up claiming the sword, and then, for the first time ever, he says, by the power of Grayskull, and then he turns into what they're calling Skella God. Skella God, yeah. That's right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I actually kind of like that name. I do, too. Uh, Skella God. And then that's, Uh, that's how these first five episodes end. That um, ends, of course, all these people are crying over that. Yeah, no. because 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 not only did they kill He-Man once, they killed him twice. 
and they killed him twice, and, but he also got killed by Skeletor, which is interesting, though, because, you know, these people are, are the real villains of the story that they're watching, so you think that they'd be happy. Like, well, you, you killed the hero. That's what you that's what you guys do, so you should be celebrating along with Skelegod. Um, but, you know. Yep. Yep. A- Anyways, uh, do you want to take a, bre- take a break here, Matt, and then we'll talk about this toxic fandom and stuff? Oh, yes. I'm looking forward to that. Okay. We'll be right back. Need a new podcast to listen to? Well, why not check out the Super Podcast from the Super Network at supermarcy.com where we discuss films and pop culture and we do monthly fan-voted commentaries. We are available on all major podcasting platforms. And we are back. Back. Um, so... Now, another thing I wanted to point out is the uh, the score for this show was mm. done by Bear McCreary, who uh, is known for uh, his work on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, Battlestar Galactica, the reimagined version, that is, um, the uh, television series Outlander, The Walking Dead, um, PlayStation 4 video game God of War, um, also the uh, feature film uh, Godzilla, the King of Monsters. And I think his... Uh, his music was brilliant in this, so <laughs> yeah. So this was a good show. Um, yep. Anyways, um, so there's this big toxic fandom thing going on here, where you have idiots on YouTube and people all over the internet who. You know, have small penises and need to make up. I'm sorry, just joking. <laughs> well, who knows? Yeah, I'm just joking. Um, the, uh, but they, uh, they can't understand why, you know, what they're doing is wrong and how it leads to other things. For example, the algorithm on on YouTube that was bringing me to all these different He-Man and Kevin Smith, you know, Masters of the Universe um, videos and basically all these videos of these whiny people um, talking about it. Um, I, I started watching this one, not going to name the person at all. I'm looking in the background of his video and he's got a he's got a uh he's got like all this uh like you know like, like most youtubers do like all this like pop culture stuff behind him and everything i look in the corner and i see in the corner of one of the of a batman poster it says above it biden sucks <laughs> and so i'm just thinking and i mean uh, you know i don't care what you what you think of biden one way or the other people i mean i'm not a big fan of him either but it made me start thinking i'm like okay so this guy's got to be like some kind of conservative Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i look him up and he was a he's like a libertarian um youtuber who used to be a democrat and now he's like you know big time that and he's also like a rapper and all this other stuff (laughs) so um don't remember his name don't care um the uh (laughs) 
the um anyway so so I look into his history and I find out he's like all about you know he he's he does these pop culture videos but he also is like a political commentator as well and all this stuff so that just makes me think okay this this is how you start out you're you're watching videos about masters of the universe this comes up in your algorithm then you watch his video then your algorithm is 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 programmed to start showing you videos about you know political issues because he's a political commentator as well mm-hmm. and so eventually you're down this rabbit hole where you're a member of QAnon mm-hmm. it, it, it's it's a and- it's a slow but dangerous slope that you're going through mm-hmm. yeah yep and then QAnon is ba- and it always goes back to Jews always like if you go like that's like Kind of like the source of power, where you find like that's that's where it is. Like like all of this always goes back to the Jews. Like you, I mean, you can make it as convoluted as you want. That's where, yeah. like like the dude is. I know I'm kind of going off on a thing here for a second, but there's this guy on YouTube who's he, he's he's kind of funny. He's I don't know if he's like a comedian or whatever, but his thing is called Channel Five News, and he just. He goes to like these right wing rallies, and for whatever reason, the people there just trust him. Like they don't think he's um, trying to make fun of them because he doesn't really come off like that. But he always kind of finds like the craziest of them and then puts it in his, his videos. And he's talking to this one dude, and he's a QAnoner. And like the third thing he says is like, "Yeah, I, I don't think the Hitler situation was as bad as people say it was." Like, there, there it is, there it is, right there. Like, like it, it's always the Jews at some point. Like, and so yeah, you might start off watching the video about how you know, he man, you know, is is trying to promote feminism, and then you're gonna be like, the Jews actually faked the Holocaust to make people feel bad for them. It's like, whoa, uh, you know. And you see, and that's why toxic fandom is scary. I mean, and even if it wasn't going to lead down to some political thing, it also just the whole idea of toxic fandom in general. The fact that there, there is the, there is a political agenda, but there's also this whole um, just the the hate that it brings, and how it ends up getting to like I've seen like literal death threats to Kevin Smith <laughs> because of a stupid cartoon. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, yeah, what the hell? it's a cartoon. Yeah, it's a cartoon. Um, but to them, it is. You're right. To them, it, it really see. To them, it the 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 fandom stuff is really their way to promote their political ideology. I truly believe that. I I think these these. I mean, not. I don't want to say names either because I don't want to give them more clout than they think they already have, which they don't. Because I bet you a lot of their views are actually probably bots or not even, but whatever. That's a whole other. That's a whole other topic. That's yeah. really complex. But anyway, because even if you get fake views, that still bolsters your own page, and then that creates real views. So, but, but that's a whole other thing. Anyway, so um, which is a form of cheating. Anyway, okay, I'm done. Um, but <laughs> you're not sincere. Anyway, so um, it, it, I think that what it really is, and I think it's too. I, you know, I've I've talked to you in this private, you know, talk your ear off for many years now because I've been obsessed with obsessed with the right wing for probably fifteen years at this point, and um, I, I've studied their 
and when I say study, I mean, I've read other people's books. I'm not smart enough to write my own book, but I've read other people's books about the right wing and they are really, really good at infiltrating <clears throat> alternative subsets of society. They were going against subset, whatever segments of society. And, and they've been good at this for, for, decades at this point i actually credit the credit them for this because the left wing is really not great at this but they they really are and so they they always find any group that's like alternative or like a hobby or whatever and then they use that group in order to promote their own toxic political ideologies and it always starts with some something so like it like you know for a couple fandom like when it comes to movies or whatever and it just got to start somewhere like you know what were cartoons a lot better in the old days? You know, something about just the old days, you know, something better than the modern world, you know what I mean? And then there, from there, that's their launching off point. You know what else was better back in the day? Men were men, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. Men were men. They're not like these pansies like they are now. Yeah, I know. You know, too. I think black people should have their own separate drink. Well, well, you know, then that's how it yeah. goes. I mean, I know, I know, it's, I know, it's extreme jump, but a lot of people actually do end up at that place. They really it's, do. It's uh, it, it's really it's really difficult too. It's it's like when uh, when the Force Awakens came out, people were like freaking out because they saw the thing where where uh, Finn was taking off a stormtrooper helmet. Like oh, stormtroopers can't be black. Um, right. You're fine yeah. with a uh, a pointy-eared wizard, little green wizard, you know, training Luke. You're fine with a walking carpet being the sidekick to Han Solo. But God forbid there be a black dude, you know. <laughs> That's like, the thing. You think they would? They think they would be okay with that because. Because the black guy is one of the bad guys, and that's what they think in real life. And yeah. the black people are bad. So, but then again, and, and, and they, really, they, they were they fine. They were fine with Lando Calrissian, but that was only because he was a schemer. He you, was cool. That's he was cool. Why, yeah. He was cool. But they also you know what I'm saying with the schemer aspect is it's like you still have that distrust for black people, right? That he's, they're fine with. Gonna, yeah. So, he's, in in turn. You know, they can't accept the fact that Finn is a good-hearted, you know, possible force-sensitive character who is black. You know? It's like... Well, no, they yeah. can't. That's, that's the other thing, too. So, like... Um, anyway, go ahead, because I'm, I'm going to keep talking to you, Ralph. Yeah, that's, so, that's a- so, so, so with that, you know, and it's like the whole idea, okay, you know... Fandom, you know, can be toxic no matter what it is. It could be music-based. It could be sports. It could be anything, you know. There's, you know, because you see it in sports all the time where people are just assholes to each other because, you know, oh, I like this team and you like that team. And it's like, you know, you, you guys are being assholes because they wear different uniforms and that's it, you know. It's like, um, <laughs> so, you know, this toxic fandom can be anywhere. But I I mean, because I, I'm really into pop culture and stuff, I just find it really offensive when it comes to this. And it seems like, I mean, it's probably always been there, but you have the internet to, you know, shine a bigger light on this stuff. And you've got, you know, people get more views when they're talking about something negatively than when they're talking about something positive. Um, 
it's because you know it, it's the whole like oh I I you know a car crash sort of thing you know I'm gonna watch a car crash <laughs> you know um I or or like you know if you go to like Yelp you know when they're you know people are more bound to go on there and complain about a restaurant than if they had good if you had good service at a restaurant you're not gonna even think about it twice. <clears throat> It's, unfortunately, yeah. it, unfortunately, I mean, if I mean, if, mind you, if you had like excellent service, like where it's you know, if if, if you have you know like just average service, you're not going to say anything, or like normal service, you know what I mean, like where people are, you know, the the waitress is coming by and refilling your drink when you need it, and you know stuff like that, you know, um, you're not going to really say anything, but you know, if if they went above and beyond, you know, like oh, you know, hey, we got this, you know pie over here you know you want a extra piece of this for free you know or something like that you know then you're going to go on yelp and talk about how great the restaurant is Mm -hmm. but when people are just doing their job which kevin smith and crew were doing with this show you know you're not going to say anything but they are going to say something if they don't like what they had what they saw but um so, so what i'm getting at is the fact that most people just watch TV and just watch TV. They don't create a whole YouTube channel <laughs> to talk about how there's a liberal agenda behind the show that they watch. Most people, if they think that, no, I don't really like this, they're going to stop watching it. I mean, I don't watch Fox News. Because I've seen it. <laughs> if you started watching this He-Man thing and you're like, oh, you know, maybe you watch the whole thing. I mean, some people like to hate watch things, but you don't have to go and create a whole YouTube channel where all you do is complain about how everything is being ruined by some kind of agenda. <laughs> Just it's because, a good, yeah, yeah, yeah and, and inclusion does not mean disclusion. You know what I mean? It's like we're not, we're not like uh, getting rid of white men by including women or black <laughs> people or gay people or trans people Mm-mm. or Jewish people or. Muslim people or whatever, you know, we're not getting rid of all these people. <laughs> Mind you, <clears throat> I also, no, I mean, are because, because you're getting, well, you're getting rid of some of them because. Of... Yeah. I mean, oh, it's, I've seen right. this. No, no, no. I was just saying, I've seen this in all types of fandom. Even like, I remember a few years ago, back when internet movie database used to have, um, <clears throat> have, uh, comment sections. So, so they got rid of, for this very reason, they they got rid of it because of toxic fandom, which is one of the few things people associated with Amazon have done right. Anyway, so um, but the Internet Movie Database back then, like I, I I'm a big fan of the TV show Criminal Minds. One of the actors on the show was being violent on set and was fired for that reason. His character was the head of the unit, 
And when his character was let go, they made a woman the new head of the unit. So people literally on that comment board were convinced that it was some kind of feminist agenda to get rid of this actor. But he was the one who literally was physically abusive to one of the writers on the show. But somehow it was the show's agenda to get rid of him. Well, and replace him and replace him with Paget Brewster as the new head of the. Yeah. 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 Well, you just stumbled on something there too, because that that's part of the the sense of entitlement that they have. So, they they've grown up believing that the world is their oyster and only their uh-huh. only to them, and that they can do anything they want. They can treat anyone any way they want, and there's never going to be consequences for their actions or their their speech. Now they're starting to learn that that's not true anymore. So. They, they're pining for a world that they thought was their inheritance, is, is, if you will. And because that's what they saw. they like, well, you know, I, 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 can, I can catcall women. I can comment on their clothes and how they look. And, you know, I can slap their ass in the office. I can do whatever I want. Their, their bodies belong to me. And now that's increasingly becoming less true. It's still not totally not true but it's it's becoming less true for them and like i said before they are having a reaction like like you see this with people who are like almost are coming off of drugs like like they like they are losing literally losing their minds over this because in, in their in their view well a lot of this is subconscious mind you they don't even know they're doing it but like people who watch them can tell um they they are literally losing their minds because they don't know what to do now they're like my whole world is crumbling here because I thought I could do all this stuff now. I thought that I could call a woman a bitch anywhere I wanted and no one is ever going to happen to me out. Now, suddenly, if you do that, HR is going to be coming after you or any other place. And that's the other thing, too. So they, they talk about they, one of the big things about free speech, right? But the thing is, whenever they say something and then someone says something back at them, they say, oh, my f- violated. No, you said something and someone else disagreed with you. That that's not a violation of your free speech. They're using their free speech to disagree with you. Like you do understand words, right? Like <laughs> I think some of them do. They just playing games. They know that they're full of shit. But other ones, they might genuinely believe. Like wait a minute. Like like I'm allowed to crush you. You're supposed to be underneath my boots, and now you're not. Like what's going on with the world? Something is terribly wrong. And and that's a lot of it. What it is. So like, like the the dude. I'm not going to mention his name either. Um, <clears throat> he 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 literally said the quiet part out loud in one of the videos. He's like the whole thing about you know nostalgia and stuff. It's like you know like it's back then. Like like you want things to be like how they were back then. I'm like exactly. Like so. Um, Thought Slime had a great video about this from like a few months ago, and it was it was basically how nostalgia is inherently is conservative by nature like like it's that's literally what it is it's the past was better um all my fond memories from the past the present's ruining everything i want to go back to the past and um 
that's that's really dangerous um, because the past was not always good. Um, I mean, it may have been good for you, um, or at least you you imagine that it was good for you. Um, then again, though, you were a little kid, so the world at that time in your life was different through your eyes than what it actually was because you were just growing up. And so, like, whatever you experienced as a child is not necessarily how adults I mean, at that time. When you're experience. a kid, you don't have to worry about bills and other issues and stuff right. like that. You know, it's like, of course, you're going to think of things better than that, better back then. You know, it's because <laughs> your mom and dad were taking care of everything for you. Right. And if you had a good childhood, you probably, you know, had, you know, a, a well, a sort of well-rounded life where it wasn't extreme in one, one thing or another, you know. And so you had parents that, you know, hung out with you or whatever, and you got to, you know, do stuff that you had, you know, that were fun to you or whatever. But like, it, it's I, I know it's, it's hard to explain all this, just express everything I'm feeling about this stuff. But I, I just know, I can just feel it in my gut that these people are, they're having like a collective and, psychosis almost. Like, and the thing is, the, the word nostalgia actually comes from the, uh, the idea of returning home to and and the pain of remembering that <laughs> wow yeah um that's where the root words are um if i'm remembering correctly and it's like so you basically the idea is that you there's a pain associated with remembering your past so there's already a pain or a longing built into the word nostalgia wow so <clears throat> which makes sense too because a lot of times when you know you're you're thinking of the past you're remembering it and longing for it and you're in a painful way because you no longer have that right you can't get to it yeah so of course you're not going to love something that's happening right now and it, it's 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 the thing too like where um when the uh, prequel trilogy for Star Wars came out. Everybody hated it because it wasn't like the original sh movies. But now, some people are saying that it's better than the sequel trilogy. Right. <laughs> Who's not to say 20 years from now, people are going to love the sequel trilogy? <clears throat> you know what I mean? It's just because yeah, it's exactly. something from the past. You know, it's... and. It's from their past, yeah. Yeah, it's... <clears throat> I mean, because, like, this... It, it, the, the problem with it, too, is, like, people will take this, and, I mean, people are, like, saying, oh, no, there's no review bombing going on. No, basically, mm. what what's happening is people were review bombing this show much like they did The Last Jedi. Yeah. Um, Or like they did Captain Marvel. Or anything that had a slight progressive attitude to it or destroyed something from your past. Like spoiler alert for the last Jedi, you know, Luke dies and people were what? pissed. People were pissed <clears throat> off about that. But the thing, the thing, the thing, okay, here's something, Matt, you know, do you want to hear something really interesting? Yeah, sure. What's up? Okay. So in, um, in sci-fi and fantasy, people sometimes come back to life. What? Yeah. And even in regular shows, too. Like, hey, 
I used to watch General Hospital all the time. You know how many times certain characters died on that show and then came back a couple years later? What? <laughs> Here's the thing about that. So Obi-Wan Kenobi was his master, his teacher. Yeah. He died, quote, died in the very first movie mm-hmm. at the end. Of, but we only got one before, before the prequels. We only had one movie where Obi-Wan was in the movie and he was only in for like half of it maybe. Yeah. And uh and then we still remember that character fondly. So Luke got three movies and and then he had well he had four movies technically and then um and the thing is too is like I know I know we're, I'm being kind of literal here we're not talking I know I know what point you're really trying to make but I'm just yeah. saying just from the actual what actually happened in the movie is both Obi-Wan and him actually chose to die it wasn't like they yeah. were killed like they made that conscious choice you know to do that just <laughs> just just like prince adam aka he-man chose to die right to save oh, no. everybody but somehow him being heroic made him effeminate he's a liberal cuck yeah I mean, yeah that's that's well because because we all know that masculine you know, super tough guys, you know, they, they abandoned their friends or, or their troop or whatever to save themselves. We all knew that. I mean, come on, like, yeah, all the great war movies, you know, you see the guy like, see you later, suckers. And he just runs away as they all get bombed and shot to death. And he goes, has a shot of whiskey at the, the town next over. We all saw those movies and we're all and like, it, yeah, the good guy in the movie. Oh, it, wait, we, we, we don't. And, and then people were saying, oh, they, they crucified him because he never told Tila that he was He-Man. So that, the people were saying that they're like, they're like mad because the, the, the whole thing where Tila got upset that her best friend didn't tell her <clears throat> that he was oh, He-Man. So, so how dare a human have a, a human emotion to a feeling of being left out of like some really important but, information. Obviously, these people have never read, you know, Superman, um, any comic book ever, watched any shows on the CW. I mean, think about, you know, like, on The Flash, Barry kept it from Iris for a while. On, you know, (laughs) yeah, like, and she had reactions to it, you know, in, in... People are fine with that stuff or, you know, but actually they, they, they had other issues with that. They didn't like Iris because she was black, but, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. They have, there's, there's a big, speaking of toxic thing, there's a big thing I never realized until recently when I looked into it of hatred Mm -hmm. towards Candace Patton because she's black. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And Um, I mean, there, there are people calling her names that I'm not going to respond, not going to, you know, like, but, well, you know, ra- racist names on there. And luckily, you know, um, Grant Gustin came and um, yeah. defended her and stuff like that and other people, too. But, you know, <clears throat> and it's it's fine with that. But, you know, it you know, pe- people are think it's OK for them to be upset that a character <laughs> that was white in the comic books is now black and they're all, well, you know, yeah. <clears throat> Here's another thing about that, and again, this is this is all right wing bullshit using using fandom as their way to promote their hateful ideology, of course. But so we'll just put that aside, and then and there's there's useful idiots that pick up on that, and they pretty much do the carry the water for them because they're too stupid to actually 
do it, you know, do the movement themselves. They just kind of do support these people. But like, so like, I remember <clears throat> in like the late nineties, early two thousands, you know, people were making a big deal. Whenever there was like a movie or a show where like a black guy had like a white girlfriend or white wife, everyone was like making a big deal. Like, oh, it's, you know, so then I've noticed though in the last five or six years, I've noticed there's a lot of stories now where the guy is white and the woman's black and they still hate it. So it's like, so like before you were complaining like, oh sure, the, the woman's white, but the guy's black. Okay, well I've seen a shitload of movies now, stories where the guy's white and the woman's black and you're, you're, now you're complaining about that. So yeah. it seems like what you really have a problem with is just black. Like, you know. Like, <laughs> you, just, you just have an issue with interracial relationships in general. And um, so, so, yeah, um, so just, back. Just admit it, you know. Uh, so, so back to uh, one of the, one of the other complaints here that people had in this toxic fandom of uh, of this is uh, they were trying to say that Kevin Smith lied about everything because he said ahead of time because he didn't want to give away plot points of the show, you know, because why would people watch it if they knew everything that was going to happen? Um, they asked him, you know, some people asked him online or in, in, a, in a YouTube channel. You know, um, they said uh, he. They asked him what the show was about, and that and if it was about He Man, and he said the show was all about He Man, which it is. Yeah, it still is. Yeah, he might not be the main character at all points, but it's about him. It's about <clears throat> rescuing He Man, basically. He literally saved. <clears throat> The entire universe in the first episode of a ten-episode season. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and you know, but because he died doing it, it doesn't count. So okay, uh, so are so are these people? What's that? So I, I just I I have something to tell you, Matt. Here. Okay. So, yeah. So, have you heard of this book? It's what's called, that? It's it's called the Bible. I've heard some rumblings. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so these people that are that are that are very uh, conservative like love this book. Okay. There's this main character in the in the in the second half of the book. <laughs> His name is Jesus. Well, like seven eighths through the book, but okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but anyways, um, so, uh. You know what? Know, know what he does towards the end of the book? What's he do? What, what happens? He sacrifices himself for humanity. <clears throat> He's a liberal cuck. Yeah, uh, I guess so. Yeah, yep, yeah. <laughs> Why would he do that? You know. <laughs> <sighs> I don't get I it. Love- <laughs> I love throwing that phrase around because that's what they say all the time. Yeah, I know. Like, the other thing, these people are obsessed, obsessed with the word "cuck." Okay, you know what "cuck" means for real? Not to be yeah, not to be all sexual here. The, the term "cuck" comes from "cuckold," and yeah. the whole thing is where you. Well, nowadays I guess it could be anyone, but back in the day, it was it was basically someone else had sex with your wife, and then that was meant to be like a shame for you that someone else quote had your wife because back then your wife was like your property and someone basically like owned you in the process of quote owning your wife so like they they throw this word around all the time and i, I have to wonder 
because I know the right wing is really like 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 so like I meant I mentioned before like to their credit the right wing is really really good at infiltrating like all kinds of like groups like when it comes to hobbies and fandom or whatever and they use that you know to promote their ideology but what the right is really bad at is concealing their like deepest darkest secrets like they project like crazy like i mean i've never i've never seen a group of people who project like the right wing do it's like it's almost astonishing sometimes like and, when they'll say something i'm like oh do you realize you just reveal something like really personal about yourself like you have no idea you just did it like everyone heard you and they're like whoa so like and, i have to wonder if they keep talking about cuck and cuckolding if that's like maybe something they might be into i don't know well uh, well well um you know um jerry falwell jr <laughs> oh yeah that guy <laughs> um who's yeah <laughs> who, who, who's a big you know conservative uh <clears throat> friend of uh, mm-hmm. Donald Trump um, and former president of Liberty University. Um, yeah. He paid a guy to have sex with his wife in front of him. What? Oh, I'm so shocked. <laughs> yep. I'm so, oh, no. A religious leader who has some, like, really kinky sexual fantasy? Oh, I've never heard of that. I mean, I've only heard of it from Ted Haggard, um, from who was that fucker from Louisiana back in the day, uh, from the 80s, um, whatever. He had the big Jimmy Swaggart. And then there's like. Yeah, uh, Jimmy Swaggart. Um, Jim Baker. Um, Jim Baker. He was like tax fraud and shit. Oh, like, oh he was he, also. He, he, also, he also had sex with an underage woman. Um, oh, uh, so, he, so he was doing um, illegal shit. Okay. Yeah. And then. Um, yeah, you know, I'm so surprised. I am so. Or no, she wasn't surprised. underage. She just raped her. I'm sorry. Not that. that oh, was, sorry. Yeah, yeah we, not, not that that's so better. We don't want to defame him here. Um, yeah, we want to be accurate here. He just, he just raped someone. Okay, and um, like, but yeah, like I remember, you remember that movie, um, Jesus Camp, that came out a long time ago. Oh yeah. Okay, so in that, in that um movie, which is like pretty much like a documentary, and there, um, Ted Haggard, um he came to one of the events to, to preach or whatever. And he's, he's talking about like how all these corrupt, corrupt politicians. And of course, when, when people like that say corrupt politicians, they, they always mean Democrats. And um, cause the Republicans are, are as pure as white snow. And if they're not, then it turns out that those Republicans were just secretly Democrats. So therefore it's all a wash or whatever. Cause that's, you know, when you have a foolproof belief system where you can never be wrong, then, you're you're just you're perfect whatever so he he's talking about like oh well, then you have some of these people you know they're they're having like you know liaisons or you know sleeping with prostitutes sometimes they're they're even sleeping with with men if they're men and they're like you know like oh i'll, I'll pay you off if you don't tell my wife and then he literally looks into the camera and goes i know what you did last night he was literally doing that like like he's talking to himself like it's just like like these people they can't help themselves they really can't and so like i just have to wonder sometimes when they when like when they're when they obsess over like a certain word or a certain concept i just i just have to wonder if if they're projecting a little bit because it just it just seems a weird like you could use any other word that you that you could like someone's being like a fool or someone's being a dupe or whatever, but you, you, you reference a really specific concept, a sexual concept 
it just why like, it just seems like a weird thing. Why would you do that? Like when you can use like a generic th- concept or a generic word to say what you want to say. You don't do that, but you go like <laughs> that guy had sex with that guy's wife. It's like oh. so. Wait, he man has a wife and someone's having. I don't what like okay. Yeah, no, there's uh, yeah. no sex in the show. There's and no I mean sex. that that also that also brings up the fact too that. The people were trying to say that Adra and uh, Tila were a couple, even though that's never okay. mentioned in there whatsoever. They're friends, like you know. To and then and then that Tila's haircut is a is a, is a clear sign that she's a lesbian. It is okay. No, that's a really popular haircut for the past like five years. Okay, mm-hmm. the shaved on the side and then long. I I mean, come on, I've well, seen. Dozens of women with this haircut. Well, like, okay, here here to slightly back up what people are saying, but also not at the same time. Kevin Smith admitted where he got the idea for the haircut. He directed several episodes of Supergirl, and mm-hmm. Shyler Lee's character on the show has a haircut like that. Okay, her character right. might be a lesbian, but he saw her haircut and thought it looked cool, and he thought that Tila should have that haircut. That is the only reason she has that haircut. Well, I'm pretty sure they hate Supergirl too. So, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, well, I know they. Hate yeah, Supergirl. well, I know they do because there's a trans because character and there's and there's gay characters the trans and there's character. black yeah, characters exactly. and yeah, and everything. Yeah, and, I mean they they hated they hated it right off the bat when they changed uh, mm-hmm. Jimmy Olsen into a black guy. So, um, oh, yeah, course, yeah. Mm-hmm. Why would you? Um, <clears throat> why would you? You know, again, why would you just enjoy anything in life without finding a conspiracy? to rail against. I mean, like, these people... Can you imagine... Like, so we're complaining about them, right? But can you imagine the people who have to live with these people, who have to be in their lives... Who oh, I know. hear them constantly and talk about this shit. It's like... It's just... I mean... It all just boils down to the fact that these people can't understand that life isn't pie. There are not only so many pieces... You know, inclusion. You know, there's 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 always room for it. It's like Jello, but um, it's, <laughs> you know, it's just speak. So that's the other thing. Can I say? I know, I know yeah, I'm ahead. talking a lot. Sorry. So it's because politics is my main thing. So that's why I know I'm like Ugh, you know. But like, and this is political inherently. It is political. I know it seems like it's not, but it really it really is because a lot of the stuff, like human rights, are become an issue. So like, it's all about like different minority communities that they're railing against and that's who they're really railing against when they talk about these characters they're not just talking about the characters they're talking about who those characters represent in the real world so this stuff is important like especially like the trans character in supergirl because she got a lot of hate you know a lot of hate when she started and people were just saying filthy words about her i'm not even gonna fucking mention um and yes the black characters women you know female sorry there I go again. See, it's, it's like it's almost inherent transphobia that trans people are the gender that they say they are. So yeah, gender cisgender women and trans women in the show, but but the trans characters really got a lot of hate because they're like the new the new group to really just like stomp on. I mean, like the other groups. Don't get me wrong; the other groups still get stomped on. So these these reactionary conservatives, they still got people. They still got the old standbys. You know, you want to stomp on a gay guys had to go ahead you know but now the trans people are like the real the real treat now you know like yes 
I get to feel empowered by overpowering someone else who's a persecuted minority. Oh God, I'm so masculine. Urgh. I want, I'm a, I want to be cucks. Wait, wait, no, you liberal, you're the real cuck. I'm just projecting my. Oh no, I revealed myself. Anyway, so, uh, so I'm really animated today. Um, tell. Well, we're talking about an animated show, so it's okay. We are talking about. I could, I probably could do like a voice for a character. I think. Um, yes. I when I when I get into my good moods, where I'm just like really going at it. But anyway, so <clears throat> what was I saying? Oh, so <laughs> so so one of the, one of the arguments I've heard from the people who are kind of smarter, like every fascist movement has like the street thugs, but they also have the intellectuals, right? So. We've been talking about the street thugs a lot, but there are quote, well, quote intellectuals who, you know, they, they try to soften the blow a little bit. They try to finesse, you know. So they'll, they, you know, they'll they got a silky tongue, and they'll, and they'll 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 try to come up with these little sort of pseudo intellectual arguments, right? So they'll be like, well, it's not that I have a problem with a woman character or a black character or a gay character. I just don't think it should be forced. I think it should be natural. Like, don't just put in a gay character to put in a gay character or a black character. Like, it has to fit with the story. You know what I mean? It's got to be natural. And, and the, th never... the thing is, is honestly, mm -hmm. I agree with them on that point, but most of the time this isn't forced. They think anything is forced. If it were forced, exactly. if it were forced, yes, I disagree with it. There, there were issues I had actually even with Supergirl, where the first season, um, Alex wasn't gay. They or they hadn't come out yet. I shouldn't say she wasn't gay, but um, right. I kind of had issues with the way that they made her <clears throat> made, made the character come out in the second season out of nowhere. I think they should have built it up a little slower. Yeah. So that's fine, but the yeah. thing is, like you said, mm -hmm. uh, they, but they, I had no problem forced... with her character being gay. So I'm just gonna mention that, you know. And I think that they've <laughs> since they've since made the character make more sense. But at the time, I did feel it was a little forced, and that doesn't mean I don't think it was right to make her gay. You know, so <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, so you, yeah, I mean, you're like like you pointed out though they they think everything. It's always forced 100%. So it's like, so when, when, and when in your timeline here, when it's appropriate, because you're you're the master of the universe here, pun intended. Um, so like, glorious God, when is it okay to add a gay character or a trans character or a black? Or can you tell us? Can we get your permission? We seek we seek your approval because you know you know you're all knowing deity of the universe, you know everything from the past, present, and future. Tell us when's it okay? Oh, it's never okay. Oh, that's what I thought. So Please. the other point too, I want to make. Oh, oh go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> um, so the other point I want to make, which is which is related to that point, is so they'll they'll go. Oh well, they're just trying to, you know, they're trying to force these characters in. They want they want they want to fill the world with with women actors, women characters, and and by that you know the the, the you know, like so like they have a feminist agenda or they have a gay agenda or a black agenda okay <clears throat> so my point for that is for that is all right so for argument's sake let's say that is true um wasn't almost all of hollywood then by that logic a white agenda so is that okay so but your argument is 
well, we need things to be natural. We don't want to force. So that's the other thing. We don't want to force progress. That's a, that's a that's a red herring right there. So when they say when they say we don't want to force progress, what they really mean is I want things to stay as long for as long as possible, so that I never actually ever really have to see any change in my lifetime. I get to just live my life in bliss, blissful ignorance. And then my 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 aunts, my descendants who I've indoctrinated to think just like me, they're the ones that are going to have to see the progress. So so they go, oh well, I, I don't want I don't want progress to be forced. I want it to come natural. But the thing is, though, the way things already are was done through force. It wasn't done through nature. So so what you're saying is, what we have now, which was done through force, not not through natural means, that gets to stay the way it is. But we're not allowed to counteract that with a feminist or a black or gay agenda but that, so that, that has to be just pure pristine nature it's got to run its course for however long it has to last 500 years about how many years thousand years two thousand years five thousand years before it, it, it reaches its natural equilibrium no force just gotta flow like the river nature it's, our shit right here was done by force not nature we get to keep that that's interesting. That's a really interesting um, concept. It's, it's almost like you want to stack the cards in your favor, almost. I mean, it's, it's like the it's it's like the thing where okay, um, they do not like it when a character like Jimmy Olsen, for example, I'm just going to use him as an example, changes races in a show because you know whatever you know because that's the way they want to do it, or Iris West or something, um, but. Or, or, or even Adra in this show, I guess she was mentioned in one of the comic books and she was white before. And now she's black. So they have a problem with that. Um, they don't like that. But, they th- but then they also defend and think it's perfectly fine for a white actor to voice a black character in a, car- in a cartoon like Family Guy or something. And, and get upset at the actor himself because he decided to step away and let another actor voice the character. Yep. Yep. It's, again, it, it comes back to the idea of ownership. They they grew up in a world, or at least they maybe they had parents who, who had this attitude, whether, whether consciously or, or subconsciously, where... <clears throat> other people were less than them and that they have the right to just do what these people what they will and that there's never going to be any consequences to it and that the only time that there is it's because of the again the liberal cucks are the party poopers who want to stop them you know from crushing people underneath their boots and yeah i know i know my language is really harsh right now but the thing is yeah, that's true everything okay. I'm, everything i'm saying is absolutely true and i i don't usually use the word absolute in this case i know 100 percent of what i'm talking about and i will stand by mm-hmm. every word i've said tonight every word yeah these people are horrible people i'll, I'll stand by that too they are not good people um they do not argue in good faith they they don't have good beliefs these people, I would not want in my life at all. Even if they were family, I wouldn't even talk to these people. Um, they're they're sick, disgusting, piece of filth. 
<laughs> I yeah. right? Anyways, like um, <laughs> yeah, we, we don't want to, I mean, we don't want to, like, you know, the thing is, is we're not threatening their lives, though, like some of them are, no, to Kevin no. Smith and other people of that nature, or Ryan Johnson, or other people who have done things to their childhood and ruined it. Um, anyway, so, uh, I mean, mind you, I'm not a fan at all of, like, some of the, some, uh, some things that were rebooted or remake or whatever of, you know my childhood or whatever you want to call it. I, but you know what? I just watch the thing, enjoy mm-hmm. it for what it is or, or dislike it for what it is. And I don't go threatening the lives of the people that made it or going on and on and on about how there's some kind of agenda behind it to destroy my childhood because there's not. And um, I think we should probably end things here, Matt, before we go way too long. And um, (laughs) we will maybe revisit this. You know, I'm sure we I'm sure when uh, the second half of uh, Masters of the Universe Revelation comes out, maybe we can revisit this topic or when inevitably the next uh, big blow up from uh, these uh, people comes out, you know, that, you know, they they think that there's some kind of weird agenda in the world to uh, destroy their childhoods. Um, If you could, you know, send, send, you know. Comment um, wherever you can comment um, on our Facebook group at All Too Real Two Podcast. Um, send me a message at Mike at CullenPark dot com if you want. Um, the uh, you know, let us know what you think. If you disagree with us, let us know. I mean, we might talk about it in a future episode. You know, maybe you'll have some points that make me th- think of things in a different way. Um, who knows? You know, I mean, it. You know, maybe we're being too harsh on the other way. You know, I. I'm open to suggestions, unlike some people, you know, so, (laughs) um, so, uh, just let us know and, um, you know, just like the things you like, you know, (laughs) don't be so hateful about everything, people. It's, you know, it's easier to love than it is to hate, in my opinion, you know, they, you know, it takes less, less muscles in your face to smile than it does to frown. and i think that's true about intellectually thinking about things as well um don't like something don't watch it (laughs) it's that simple um don't like our show don't listen to it um (laughs) but if you do like our show please go to apple podcast and give us a five-star review because i'd appreciate that check out our patreon check out our t public um we're on tiktok now you can check that out um, don't know what we're going to do on there, but if you have any suggestions, I really, really would appreciate it because I honestly admit I don't get TikTok, but I don't either, but I'm not going to, you know, make a video explaining why I think it's some kind of liberal agenda or something. Anyway, so, um, <laughs> also, if you get a chance, check out friend of the show, Ryan over at New Realms Media on YouTube. Um, he's going to have a video coming up soon about this very topic. Um, so, uh. Until next time, folks, um, you know, be kind, rewind, wear sunscreen, get vaxxed, wear a condom. <laughs> bye bye Thanks for listening to All Too Real 2 Podcast, a Cullen Park production. Produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen II. Music by Matthew Haas. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at CullenPark.com.
Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Human Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now